0: Embrace who you are because everyone, I always say this, like, people are like, I wish everyone was clean and listened to what I had to say and is my friend. Well, if everyone was clean, listened to what you had to say and was your friend, the world would be a pretty boring place if everyone was exactly the same. So, everyone being different makes the world a better place. You are now tuning in to the Rump Next podcast with your host. Cole
1: Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rough Next podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon, and my goal of this podcast is to bring on leaders in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, and just life in general to try and motivate us all to be better. We shouldn't strive to be millionaires in terms of money, but by the millions of lives that we can impact. If you want to be a guest or have a guest idea that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughnextpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this episode. Then head over to our social media and give us a follow on Instagram at roughnextpodcast, Twitter at roughnextpodc1, Facebook at roughnextpodcast. And then don't forget to subscribe to the Roughnext YouTube channel as well. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back an episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Sorry, I did not get an episode out last week. Uh, I said I was going to be back on track, but that just kind of hasn't <laughs> happened. Uh, I was enjoying the 4th of July with my family doing a bunch of stupid things I probably shouldn't have done, but I hope you guys had a fun and safe weekend to make up for missing an episode last week. I got a double episode again or double episode week this week. got one today and another one on Thursday super excited to have this guest on It is going to bring a whole different perspective for my Midwest listeners, completely different than a lot of us landlocked cornfield people. (laughs) But joining me for episode 42 of the Roughnecks podcast this week is Casey Flaherty. So what's up, Casey? Welcome to the Roughnecks podcast.
0: Hey, Cole. I'm so excited to be on. This is awesome. My first podcast ever that I've been on.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have. We kind of discussed right before we just um, recorded. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have like a fellow podcaster, somebody that understands a little bit how podcasts flow and stuff and like you have your own mic and and you know headphones and like it actually is going I feel like this is going to be an actual really good episode um yeah because I can already
0: relate to you I yeah I can't get out episodes weekly I am like every week it's going to come out on Monday or Wednesday and it just doesn't
1: (laughs) I went strong for about 38 39 weeks and then wow once I graduated college and moved back home and started working, that mm-hmm. did not happen. I've already missed, I think, yeah. three episodes in the two months that I've been home. So it's, it's been crazy. But yeah, the funny thing is, is I had no clue you were a podcaster when I first met you. And that's I
0: that's so funny.
1: Put quotes around met because we met for like two minutes. But I, I walked, yeah. you're a lifeguard at the beach. And I was on vacation yeah. with my family, saw you driving around and I, was like, you know, it'd actually be really cool to have a lifeguard on this podcast, like, because it just brings a whole different perspective and then come to find yeah. out all the other stuff that comes with you. It's, it's just really cool. I'm super excited to get into stuff, but I want you to give a background on who you are because I try to give backgrounds on people and it never works. And honestly, yeah. I don't know you as well as you know yourself. So tell the Roughnecks yeah. listeners who you are.
0: Okay, well, my name is Casey Flaherty. I host the podcast called The Traveling Mermaid. I'm also known as the Mermaid Master. I'm a diehard surfer. I've been a surfer for as long as I can remember. And I used to live landlocked as well in Pennsylvania, New Jersey for 12 years. And I grew up not by the water. I surfed in the summer, sucked at it, was scared of sharks, was scared of everything, the unknown. I love to surf. And Moved to New Jersey, right on the beach, like two blocks away from the water. When I was in seventh grade, fell in love with surfing, fell in love with the water, and then maybe when I was in high school, I just said, "All right, surfing is now my life." And then I, you know, took a year off last year from school. I graduated high school, and I started my own podcast. I'm real. I'm a hot mess, I work a hundred jobs, I'm trying to be a successful podcaster and no, never ever work a nine to five job ever again and live some <laughs> fairy tale life and not deal with any bullshit or anyone. But right now I live in the Outer Banks, that's where I met Cole and I'm a lifeguard and I work at a restaurant and I clean bathrooms and I feel like there's a show called Peppa Pig and there's this lady called, her name's Rebecca Rabbit and she works like a thousand jobs and I, I call myself Rebecca rabbit and I just do like a thousand things and everyone's like, Oh, I see you here and see you there. So I'm all over, but yeah, I kind of dipped from New Jersey. wasn't it, but that's me. Master mermaid.
1: You know, I gotta say, <laughs> I give you, I, I, I think taking the gap year or whatever you're deciding to do is the yeah. best thing because you know, my senior yeah. year was the COVID year and it yeah. was miserable. Like, there was yeah, I nothing to do. Shit. I, the campus was dead. Yeah. We had parties and whatnot, but they had to be a little more like low key because we didn't yeah. want to get in trouble. Cause our campus, I went to a small, very small school. And if you got caught, like they gave you one warning unless it was bad, but then you were getting kicked off campus the next time. So like they weren't playing any games. So it was kind of a big deal and it just sucked. So I give you, I think taking that gap year was a very good idea. And yeah. Um, I was going to give you credit. I even had in my notes, I was going to give you credit for, you know, you, your grind is real. You work your ass off because yeah. you've talked about, you know, you got to pay for your food. You got to pay for your rent. You got to do all this stuff. You live in, you said in your podcast something about you live in this little shack or whatever. Yeah, I, do.
0: <laughs> I live in a little shack, but yeah, it, I mean, it's awesome because I know working hard now I'm hopefully can invest it into my podcasting and get more experience. And I feel like everyone can relate like, hustling there's like so especially here on the island like there's so many people that are hustling we make our money from the tourists but it's fun hustling i kind of like it for now
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's not many people who i feel like i mean there might be different but i know like people i graduated high school and stuff with like i look at them and i'm like how can you still live with mom and dad and like do all this stuff i'm like i I wanted out of the. House. I love my family. I I am super close with my family, but I wanted yeah. out of the house as any chance, like the first chance I got. So like yeah. the gr- people don't grind like they used to, especially like our parents and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, when I was I moved out when I was 17 and came to Hatteras and didn't really know what I was gonna do, and then I just ended up staying and taking a gap year was like the best decision. I was homeschooled my senior year of high school for surfing. And I didn't really get a normal, like I wasn't like going to high school parties. I was bullied in high school. I went through a bunch of struggles. So like I was ready for a normal college experience. So excited. And then when it went online, I was like this, I'm not doing online school. So I took Mm -hmm. a gap year, but I'm going to school this year, which I'm so excited for.
1: Where are you going?
0: Uh, Point Loma Nazarene in San Diego, California.
1: Wow. So you're literally going all the way across the country.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's just a plane ride away. That's what I tell everyone. <laughs> like, it's not that far. Is it far. one plane like, ride or is I it feel two? Like it's, it's one, it's one. Wow. There's a direct flight now, like right next to my school in San Diego, there's an airport. So like, it's actually not that bad. And hopefully I'll be in the podcast grind being able to like travel still and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's will yeah. make the podcast difficult being on like traveling and especially with how much you've traveled. I was going to ask you about that. You've been a lot of different places from what I've heard off of your podcast. Where all have you been?
0: Yeah. So I've been, I haven't really been like, I've been a lot of places solo, which is really cool. Like my family, we didn't really go many places. Cause like, I was like deathly afraid of sharks. I'm not going to lie. But
1: which makes went, is weird when you look at a surfer girl now who hated, at yeah. least like, afraid of sharks.
0: Yeah. My uncle was attacked by a shark. And so I was definitely afraid, but I got over my fears and I swam with sharks uncaged in Hawaii. So that was pretty cool. But I've been to the North Shore of Oahu um, for a month. I've been to Costa Rica for like five months out of my life. This winter, I went there for three months. And California, I've been the whole coast of California. I just did a podcast on that today, actually, about how I did the whole entire 12-hour trip of California the day I got my sense and that might be it just a lot of time in Costa Rica like everywhere I've been to every single place on the Pacific side of Costa Rica basically.
1: Yeah I'm very jealous of that I'm not I like the beach I'm not as much of a beach person as you are but that's definitely an experience that like I want to eventually have and be able to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool traveling on your own, like without. I don't know. It's so fun. I, probably everyone knows this, like going on a vacation with your family and like not even like a nice resort, but like your parents pay for your stuff and you do like family things. But going somewhere on your own and being like having no money in your bank account, not knowing anything, when they're speaking a different language is so cool and like you can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about like, Oh, my family needs a hotel, whatever you can stay wherever you stayed in the car. Like, it just doesn't matter when you're traveling alone, you can do it however you want to do it and go wherever you want. And it's so fun. The adrenaline of like, not knowing where you are and not knowing if you're going to be like, I don't know, like safe, or or you don't have your parents relying. rely and you're not going to stay in some nice resort. And you're just like, I don't know what's going on or where I am or who I'm with. It's so fun. Like, that's probably my favorite part of traveling is that feeling.
1: Yeah, I can kind of going on that solo thing. I was like looking at it, like you talked about, you know, oh, my parents want to stay in a hotel and do all this stuff. When we drove to the Outer Banks, I ended up riding with my parents, but I originally did not want to just because they were like, we're going to stop at a hotel. From here, it's like a 12, 14 hour drive, which, yeah, it, you know, growing up in the Midwest, like for some reason, Midwesterners were like, oh, what's a plane flight? It's only it's within a 24 hours we're driving. And I was like, I want to just drive straight through. Yeah. And then I can like stop wherever I want to do whatever I want to. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I didn't end up doing it for a lot of various reasons, but I almost wish I did. And eventually I'm going to, because it's just like, I want to be able to do my own thing and not have that tied down feeling of all right I just ha- I'm w- stuck with my parents not that I was I mean it was a free ride I didn't have to pay for anything yeah so <laughs> there, there's always perks to it but yeah, it's just one of, of those course. things so I'm gonna ask you a little yeah. bit about surfing though because you know you already talked yeah. about how you were deathly afraid of sharks didn't what finally made you face your fears what finding made you do that swim with sharks uncaged um so
0: I was like deathly afraid of sharks but only when I was on a surfboard, like I would first, I wanted to be a professional body surfer and I'm like, I used to be a competitive swimmer. So I would, I'm not scared of big waves at all. Like, even when I was 12, I'd go out when it was like eight foot macking hurricane and like with fins and no board and everyone be like, you're crazy. What are you doing? (laughs) And then one day I was like a sophomore in high school and I really like this boy. And we were out surfing. I was on a surfboard and he's like, why don't you surf? Like, you're such a pussy. I was like, all right. And he pushed me into a wave and I stood up. And then ever since then, I've been on a surfboard. But once I went to Hawaii, I was surfing there every day, like on the North shore where there's sharks everywhere. And my friends were just like, do you want to come swimming at the sharks? And I was like, uh, not really, but I guess that'd be so cool. And then once I went out on the boat, I was in, I was in Haleiwa on the North shore and they like, the fins started coming up and I was like freaking out, like, why am I doing this? And the second I jumped in the water, everything was so calm. Like, I don't know, it was just felt so like right where I was supposed to be. And I swam with them and like everyone I was with, they weren't like scared, but like some people were like going close to them. Some people were freaking out. And I was just like, I'm just gonna get close to them. Like, what do I have to lose? And I was like swimming this close away from them, like an inch away, grabbing their fin. Like it was so cool. And now, I mean, I am scared. There's, we see sharks like every day on the outer banks. Every time we surf, if there's a shark, one just pinged that was like 12 feet. My friend said that he saw a shark like, right next to the water a 12 foot shark a great white the other day so like now after living here and surfing here every day i've just realized the chances of getting attacked are very little Mm -hmm. i guess and now i just i'm scared but not as much like i don't think about it all the time unless i get like shark feelings
1: yeah and like that's the thing is they there's all those statistics out there. Like you're more likely to die from such and such than a shark attack. Like, yes, they do happen. It's obviously like, there's plenty of stories of it happening, but like, it's not as likely as I think people think. And I think people get freaked out a lot more than they should in a way, but it's still like, it's not as likely as I think a lot of people think that it is.
0: Yeah. And like, they're always there. I mean it's the ocean and I've come more like aware of the ocean and my surroundings so I feel like just growing up more and spending more time in the water and seeing sharks and them not doing anything I felt more confident that I'm not going to be attacked don't want to jinx it though
1: exactly yeah yeah don't want to jinx that definitely (laughs) but um so how often do you surf now it feels I feel like you're in the water almost every day
0: yeah I go in the ocean That's like my goal. I go in the ocean every day. Um, I try to surf like every time there's waves. I surf probably almost. I surf every time there's waves. The problem is if I could, I would surf all day. I have to work. So usually I surf before work and then I surf after work. If I don't have to work at a restaurant, if I do, then I just surf more in the morning and yeah. So I, there's waves here like almost every day. So I try to surf like five times a week or every time that there's a good wave, I go out or anything. I like longboard or go on a different type of board, but yeah, almost every day I surf, especially here.
1: Where, cause you, we talked, you visited a handful of different places. Where had the best waves that you fell in love with?
0: Um Well, the North Shore of Oahu is like famous for surfing. It's like, the winters there are incredible, but it's like so big and it's so intimidating. It was really fun. I surfed some huge waves there. I have like horror big wave stories of it getting big in like five, five minutes and being scared for my life. But I think the best waves I've ever surfed, I went to a point break in Pabones, Costa Rica. It's like on the very South tip of Costa Rica and it's a left. And so it breaks only left and it goes for like at least a mile. And I went there and it was like swell of the year and I caught waves that were a mile long. So that was probably the best waves I've ever surfed. And usually waves here are like 20 seconds at the most. That was like a three minute wave.
1: That's crazy. Which is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So, but we've talked already a little bit about it. You're a lifeguard where who I I mean I'd have never thought in my life at least like oh I'm gonna go be a beach lifeguard where did you decide to start lifeguarding and how long have you done it
0: so I always knew I was gonna lifeguard I should know if it'd be like when I lived in Pennsylvania at a pool like
1: yeah because those are two different types of lifeguarding because you got lifeguarding at a pool and lifeguarding at a beach or completely different, I feel like.
0: Yeah, well, always like I've been into like medicine and like medical things and helping people with different things. Like I wanted to be a nurse at first, I don't really anymore, but like I I always wanted to be an EMT. Um, When I moved to the beach, I was just surfing huge waves that right in front of like my beach club that I went to, the guy was like, we'll hire you a year early. You're so good in the water. Come join our team. And I did junior lifeguards, which was like just like basically you practice lifeguard things and I was really good at it. I went to like competed nationally for it. And so the second I turned, I think you have to be 16 or like 15, 14 or something like that, like really young, I got my lifeguard certification. And then I was a pool lifeguard. And then I, cause you have to be a pool lifeguard until you're 16. I turned into a junior guard coach. And then I was like, Oh my God, I love lifeguarding started lifeguarding on the beach in New Jersey, which was like, not that much. I mean, it's kind of wimpy to be there. It's like, there's not many saves. There was no saves. I was doing more medical stuff. And I really liked that. Like he, like heat exhaustion, stuff like that. So then I got my license. I'm also an EMT and I got, first I got my emergency medical responder license and then I got my emergency medical technician license, which was so hard. And then I started being an EMT at the beach. So I was doing like every single medical call I was going to, I was doing every single call and I became one of the top junior guard coaches. And then last summer I moved to, when I came to Hatteras I ended up met a guy ended up staying and he did water rescue and I was like oh my gosh this is cooler like you guys drive in trucks on the beach you go to all the EMS calls it's fire too and then I tried out I made the team that summer so last summer and then I've kind of been doing it ever since so it's like more EMT there's gnarly water stuff here like drowning, CPR heat exhaustion heat stroke broken legs all the time but lots of saves huge rip currents. It's way more gnarly here. The ocean is than New Jersey. So it's so much more fun than sitting on a lifeguard stand all day. And you actually get to drive around and go actually help people. So you get more of like an immediate, like feeling that you're actually doing good rather than just sitting on a lifeguard stand all day.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember when we were sitting out on the beach, me and my family, we watched you guys go out three times within like two hours. Yeah. It was just that day was yeah Yeah. that
0: day was crazy we make like saves very fast I mean some days are still slow and we're like come on get someone drown but like (laughs) then other days it's just like (laughs) we need to slow down like it just back to back to that day was back to back to back like so many saves
1: how many like saves do you guys think you have like in a week normally
0: well that those two days we had like 30 in two days, 30 pools of people. It just depends though, like this week, I thought it would be so busy because it was 4th of July weekend, everyone's drunk as shit on the beach and there was nothing. There was like one call where some lady fell holding a, a bottle of whiskey and cracked her head open, but there was nothing in the water. So I'm not sure, like I would say on average, like 15, 20 a week but some weeks slower than others, it just depends. I feel like once there's one, a lot follow and if there's no saves and there's no saves for a while and we go through a rut where we're just bored.
1: How many of those are honestly drunk people that just are being dumb? Cause I feel like that's, so, yeah, I was going to say I feel like that's the biggest one.
0: Yeah, like drunk people going on boogie boards and like falling, hurting their neck, drunk people going out on floaties when it's windy, losing the floatie we have to go get them and the floaty, like the little in like inflatable tubes. Um, people thinking they can go out on kayaks and like stand up paddle boards and not being able to come in. People just swimming in rip currents and getting stuck and being drunk and coming out. But it's like more, it's more fun here because like in New Jersey, it's all locals sitting at the beach. So usually if you're a local, you're not really going to let your kid or yourself get into a rip current. But here it's all people from like that they've never been to the beach or they haven't been to the beach all years. So they're not skilled swimmers. So they come to the beach, they think they can handle it and they really can't.
1: Yeah. I see like as a person who doesn't live on the beach is, not yeah. at the beach all the time. We go just once every two years. I yeah. like, I, you learn your limit. Like, all right, I'm starting to feel myself getting pulled big time. Like I'm going to head at least a little closer instead. Yeah. Like th- that's what blows my mind about people is that they don't, quite understand that but hey it makes your day more eventful and actually gives you something to do <laughs> but I was yeah. gonna also ask you like how many of your guys's calls and saves like are legit like where like how many times do you get out there I guess and like it's like oh this isn't as big of a deal as maybe I thought it was or people were just kind of overreacting or are they all kind of pretty much legit well
0: my biggest thing with life hurting and where I disagree with my co-workers sometimes is they like we call it marinating on the radio. When we see someone, they're starting to struggle. They might need help. We're like, all right, we're going to marinate on them. They think it's like, a lot of people think it's time to go get them. I like to wait. This is kind of bad to say until (laughs) people are like really need help. So then it's like a real save and not a fake ass save. And it's like, okay, that really counted. But I mean, A lot of our saves are real because we try not to do that and go in when we don't need to. Sometimes we're just like helping people walk in, but we do have like, usually we haven't had one yet this year, but last year we had like two or three people that were unconscious in the water and were drowning victims and we revived them. So like CPR on the beach, I've never been to one of those. But not saying hopefully someone drowned, but hopefully I do get to see one of those. And yes. because people are just telling me like the feeling of re- of reviving someone, it, like seeing them go blue and then seeing them come back to life and get pink again is like the best feeling in the world, which I've never actually seen. I've people have like thanked me and like I've definitely saved their lives, but I've never had brought someone back to life, which is so cool.
1: I was going to ask you, too, what is the craziest save that you personally have been a part of? Like, what is most memorable or whatever you want to call it? Cause I mean, you guys get it. Like you said, you get 15, 20 calls a week that are legit, yeah. like, you got to do things. So like, what's the craziest, I guess that you've had to experience. Um,
0: oh all yeah. right. One was a medical call and I was in New Jersey actually. And I was still a pool lifeguard so I was very young I didn't have my EMT license yet and I was sitting at the pool and I just hear screaming help 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 and I remember running down and there's like have you ever seen a jetty before like a bunch of rocks together that like hold together sand but yeah, like
1: probably I don't know
0: <laughs> it's just like a bunch of things that like people like it's called a jetty like but I pulled the rocks together and someone ran out onto the rocks and they were drunk as shit and they fell and cracked their head open and got stuck in between the rocks. And as the tide was pushing in, they were getting pulled underneath the rocks. So me and someone else started walking one of the other lifeguards out to go get them, but we kept slipping. So we had to put down towels to make it like a mat and carry them in. But meanwhile, the wife was drunk as shit, scared and she kept running out onto the rocks. So we had to restrain her and she started projectile vomiting. And we had to bring this guy in and his, bra- like, I think his brain was out. I was young, but I really think his brain was out. And I don't know what ever happened to him, but he was really not okay. But that was like my best medical call. My best saves were. My first my first save ever was pretty good. There was someone else going in, one of our like older supervisors, and he was going in for two. We came down the beach with lights and sirens, which driving with lights and sirens on the beach is probably the funniest thing you could ever do. And we get there <laughs> and as he
1: <laughs> I just remember like as the few he... times you guys actually had your lights and sirens on on the beach cuz you watch everybody go, "Oh shit. What, what's going yeah. on?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> so fun, but as he was jumping on the board the board snapped in half the rescue board and I came up to back up and he had left one of the kids out there and I we were in the rip current for like 15 minutes I couldn't even swim out with the guy and he was kind of like losing consciousness like on to our like torp or can and I like had to hold his hands like onto the can so he stayed awake and carried him in but that was like the best thing because the board broke in half. Like how does a rescue board, they're so big and thick break in half when the waves aren't even big.
1: <laughs> not, that, when that happened, you're probably like, oh shit, now what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you're a podcaster. We're going to get into your podcast. The, the First off, the name is perfect. I feel like for you where did that did that come from you did someone else say it or how did that come about because the traveling mermaid I mean I just feel like from what I've heard from your podcast you go to all these places you are in the water all the time you're a surfer girl so like where did the name come from
0: so maybe my senior year of high school so two years ago me and my I was homeschooled like online school my mom couldn't teach me but we were at home and we were just talking about how I should be a small business owner and like it would be so we would like we go to every store and we're like oh wow if they just did that it would be so much better me and my mom are just both like that and so we just kept talking about different businesses we were going to start one day I don't know we had so many ideas we had a book and I was like I don't know like I want to make a brand for myself but maybe it's YouTube videos I guess so I started trying to do that and never really like had the time to sit and edit them. I'm not really that good on the computer. And I always felt like with YouTube videos, I have so, yeah, as you can tell, I have so much to say. And with the YouTube video, I feel like it's just showing like day in the life, but I want to actually talk and inspire people. So YouTube videos weren't really, I never made one, we weren't working out. And someone came up to me and they were like, I, they saw me in New Jersey, always just like running around in the summer, lifeguarding, surfing, teaching all the younger girls, surfing and inspiring them. Whenever you start a business, the name is The Traveling Mermaid. And it just stuck with me, The Traveling Mermaid, The Traveling Mermaid. And then when I went to Hawaii, I was kind of just like lost. I was going through a breakup. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was my first solo, solo trip with no one else, stayed in an apartment by myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be a podcast host. And I called my mom and she's like, that's it, The Traveling Mermaid podcast. And then from then on, I just knew when I came home, I was going to start my own podcast. And then the Traveling Mermaid was, it was the name. Like I just, we didn't even talk about any other names because it was so perfect. And I knew I have a bright blue Jeep and I knew that I did see my Jeep, like, cause I've been driving back and forth from the Outer Banks, New Jersey, which is like eight and a half hours. Everywhere, so I'm like, it needs to be my Jeep, the logo with a bunch of surfboards and suitcases on it, and some mermaid sticking out of it.
1: It, it I 100% agree. It fits perfect. It makes sense yeah. because with mine, you know, I got the rough necks, but people, I have people ask like, why or what? And really, I look back and I almost wish I, I don't regret it, but I wish I didn't because I started this podcast with my old roommate from college. He got too yeah. busy with real life because he was a year ahead of me, graduated. And he just couldn't make episodes and stuff. So like it just became too much of a pain. He was like, just take over it by yourself. And you know, I I like it. I like my brand. I yeah. like everything I do because I've made all this stuff for it. But and after you make t-shirts, it's a little hard to change. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't yeah. want to be like, because my family has bought a lot of t-shirts and a lot of friends have bought t-shirts and I don't want to be like, Oh, by the way, I'm changing the name. So yeah, so no, I'm not I like it. It's, it's
0: so just a little different.
1: different. Yeah, it's different. I love it. And my roommate was from Texas. So the roughnecks and the bowl kind of thing, it just kind of fit us both. We're both, you know, manual labor type jobs when we were growing up and stuff. So it just kind of fit us. Yeah. And that's what I usually tell people and they just kind of, okay, whatever. But I I like that you have something that fits and it just, it matches you so well because it gives a personality to the podcast. And like, it just, the personality of the podcast fits you, which speaking of the podcast, the personality of the podcast, where do you come up with the shit that you talk about? Are you literally just um, talking about your life? Because I'm not, I'm not kidding. If you want to listen to this podcast, anybody who's listening, please do because you will get a good laugh. I was listening <laughs> to some more episodes today and I'm literally just sitting there by myself like laughing and I'm like, I, I feel so <laughs> dumb right now, but like it, it is a good time yeah. to listen to your podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, so I came home from Hawaii and now it's like December 1st. And I came back to the Outer Banks and I was just like going through it because I was like COVID. I should have gone to school. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just traveling around. I still don't have my podcast. And for Christmas, my mom, my parents got me um, podcast gear and I still like didn't do anything with it. And then I woke up one day in the Outer bank. And I'm like, I'm going home right now. Like I'm driving to New Jersey and my boyfriend's like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm bye. And I got in my car and I (laughs) drove home and I walked in the door and my mom had no idea I was coming home, like literally no idea. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're making this podcast right now. And we were like, okay, next day we wake up and I'm like, okay, well, what is it going to be about? Like my life's kind of boring right now, even though it's not, I just thought it was. And she was like, I got it. You're going to talk about all of your ex-boyfriends because <laughs> my ex-boyfriends have gone through the sequence of my life. Like I used to be like roughneck girl, Pennsylvania vibes to like dating nerds to people that ghosted me.
1: Oh, we can't forget Just, Smelly I've Cat though. I dated the
0: worst. Yeah. <laughs> Smelly <laughs> Cat. I went to prom <laughs> with Smelly Cat because I wanted to meet other cute guys like I was just all over the place. So then I was so nervous. Like when I, so I, we wrote it out like kind of, you know how you like vaguely write notes. And I had never even messed around with the podcast stuff. We pressed play and my mom had to leave the room because she was laughing so hard. Like I, there was, I was crying. I did it in one take. I just, everything happened, like the microphone came on and I was like, okay, wow, this is, yeah, this is what I was supposed to do. Like, I just think I, the first episode is one of my best ones yet. And so then ever ever since then I was, I just wanted this podcast. I hate how you listen to podcasts and they're like so fake, they're so planned out. I wanted it to be, you can turn it on in your car. You can turn it on when you're sad. You can turn it on when you're happy. And it's like, you're having a conversation with me and the feedback I was getting was people were like, I go on runs and listen to your podcast and it distracts me or I walk my dog and listen to this podcast or drive or sit on the lifeguard stand and it distracts me. And that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be so real. Like sometimes my mom's like, you can't say that on there. I'm like, yes, I can. I can say whatever I want because nothing in my, yeah, nothing in my life I'm hiding. And if I am, someone's going to find out about it, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's kinda I basically it's all real life. It's really not made up at all. It's just everything I do, I kind of just say. And that's who I am. And I definitely lost that right before I started this podcast. Like I kind of started like hiding things. And then once I started the podcast, I'm like, I don't I don't give a shit. I'll say whatever I want on the
1: podcast. Well, yeah. Like, here's the thing: if they don't want to listen to it, they don't have to freaking listen to it. That's their choice. Like, yeah, turn if it you... off. I love yeah. when people complain, like, oh, you said this and this and an episode. You don't like what I say? Get off the episode. Like, I don't care if I lose a listener. Yeah. If you don't like what I have to say, just yeah. leave. I don't care. But I, lo- I like how you talked yeah. about too, like, you know, it was kind of like you had all this planned, like you the script and like, cause I write many scripts now. My scripts used to be like five pages long when I'd had guests and like, I'd have word for word what I want to say. And I'm, I'd listen to the episodes. I don't know if you're like me. I listen to my episodes when they come out. One, it is to check and make sure everything goes through smoothly. And two, I just curious, but then I like, I'd listen and I'm like, I literally sound like I'm reading from a piece of paper. And that's where I started to change everything and just started, you know, all right, I have my questions. I want to ask here. They are and then it's conversation. Like yeah. I've, I've even skipped questions for that I've had in mind. And like, cause one, you answer them too. It's like, you just kind of get the feel for things. Like that's yeah. where I think there's too many podcasts out there, especially if they're not like big time podcasts, but you can hear like the people flipping the paper or, and like, it's like, I don't want to listen to you r- read something that you wrote down because at the same time, like that's not like just coming real. That's not, Like you said, yours is real. And that's why I appreciate your podcast because it's real. It's somebody that's actually like just talking and like just having a good time instead of, you know, reading from a script or reading what somebody else even wrote down.
0: Yeah, that's I feel like that's like. Just so true. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to tell this story and I'm just going to map it out and write it down. So I just remember what happened in bullet points. And then sometimes I'm like, turn on the microphone. I'm in a good ass mood. I'm going to talk.
1: <laughs> I will say though, I feel like you would fit TikTok very well. I feel like you could become TikTok famous very quick with how real you are. Because with TikTok, any, you have a wide variety of listeners.
0: Yeah. um, So basically, if you go to my Instagram, I also clean bathrooms to pay for my rent (laughs) in the morning. So I made a reel that was me cleaning the bathrooms, dancing to Fergalicious. And I went viral. I gained a thousand followers, and I got 141k views. And I don't really know how that happened because it was me cleaning bathrooms, dancing <laughs> to *Fergalicious*. So maybe you're right. I just can't. The TikTok gives me a little bit of cringe, honestly. Like I've been sticking with the Reels for now, but I need someone to like make my TikToks for me. I always tell. I don't know my how sister, people like, do it i know i'm like make it for me it's so they're like ooh. i'm like what are you doing mine's just me dancing while i do my job
1: (laughs) yes i've started working my way into the tiktok and i'm not like i look at other people's videos and i'm like how do you guys even make that like i know
0: i'm oh yeah
1: like i i I can't dance like you guys so (laughs) i'm just gonna talk because that's the only thing i'm good at yeah
0: Same. I'm always, like, looking up tutorials on, like, how do you do this on TikTok? Like, I have no idea.
1: But TikTok is, especially for, like, podcasts, that's the main reason I use it is for the podcast is, you know, I have a friend who he makes videos for an NFL player and stuff, and he was the one who told me, he was, like, just start making TikToks. He goes, it's the biggest, and uh, another marketing guy that I talked to, he's, like, it's the only discovery app there is. I he's like, yeah, Instagram reels is starting to basically Instagram reels is almost like a mini TikTok, but he's yeah. like, you think about your Instagram, you follow these people. Yeah. You may not know them, but you follow a certain people. You you see a limited amount of stuff, Twitter. You only follow certain people. He's like, when it comes to TikTok, it's like, you will see hundreds of thousands of different people every single day.
0: Yeah. I need it. get on it i made the account but i haven't posted anything yet (laughs) so you're gonna inspire me to go home and post
1: (laughs) hey at least i did something i can say i did something here yeah so i always ask every one of my guests these three questions so i'm gonna ask you the first one or what are the goals of kc going forward
0: um okay to never have to work at a restaurant again. I was just talking about this with my mom on the phone to be honest. I'm like, F this. Even as low key though, I since I live in a shed and I don't have Wi-Fi, I'm kind of in the restaurant right now. I asked them to use the <laughs> space after it closed.
1: <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm
0: like, never work in a restaurant again. Um, to make a successful podcast and to post every week and actually like, I don't know, I've been getting I at first, I felt like I wasn't really inspiring others. And then I just started getting all these messages. I was like, I listen to your podcast every day. Like, I love this episode. So, really, just to work on inspiring others and to do more for myself and go more out of my comfort zone and do what I love and not, I'm very, like, I have a lot of jobs. So, I fall for things very easily. Can you stay? Can you do an extra shift? And I'm like, sure. But I didn't get to surf or do any of the things that I wanted to do to start saying no to that. And, and to make some money from my podcast, you can probably relate from this too. Like I want to start actually being a successful podcaster and get better at surfing. That's another thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can uh, relate with you on a lot of that stuff. Like you talked about like when people start messaging you and saying like, I listen to your podcast and all this stuff. It's like, yeah. That makes you just want to keep going because like, you know, you can see, oh, I have so many viewers, but like when it's the people that actually say something to you, that's all of a sudden yeah. when you're like, yeah, I'm going to, like, I just, it inspires you to keep trying to inspire yeah. others.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So the next one is who is the biggest inspiration in your life?
0: Oh, okay. Let me think. Um, First, hmm. Probably one, my mom, just because she's helped me so much like with this podcast. And she, I'm like, okay, I need a little episode idea. And she's like, remember when this happened to you? And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. I feel like my mom lives vicariously through me. Like every day (laughs) she tells me that. she's like, I wish I was you. I wish I did this. And like, gives me all these ideas. Two, um, definitely- this lame but like the there's a professional surfer called John John his name's John John Florence he's like probably the most famous surfer but I always say to people that are learning how to surf is surf like a boy like why would you this sounds really sexist and bad but why would you want to surf like a girl like if everyone always says like girls don't do things good why would you want to surf like a girl the boys obviously surf better than girls so kind of wanted to be more like a because he always is but that's why so definitely the surfer dog florence and my mom for sure
1: so i'm just gonna say this from the sounds of it you need to have your mom on the podcast
0: i know i was going to but she was like no i feel like it's too soon i'm like what it would be she's so fun. like She came up with all the dates. She came up with Smelly Cat. She came up with all that. That's her. She's like my writer on the side. She writes them all. She definitely needs to come on. I think it's after she listens to this, she's going to want to come on now. So thanks.
1: There we go. I'm I'm just trying to help you.
0: Yes. Last, (laughs)
1: Last question before we get into the best segment of the podcast, but this is always one of my favorites, is if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be?
0: Oh, I got this because I've been talking about this recently. So in <laughs> high school, I was definitely really bullied and I did not stand up for myself at all. People called me mean names. And because I was so ambitious and I was going to do whatever it took to be successful, I didn't know what it was going to be. in. if it was surfing, if it was YouTube or owning my own business or college or whatever the hell it was. But I just let everyone walk all over me and say whatever they wanted to me, ditch me, do whatever. And I never, ever stood up for myself because I was scared I would lose friends from it, even though I was already losing friends. So I would want to go back to myself in high school and say, tell myself to say, fuck you, you little bitch, to be honest, (laughs) because I just let people walk all over me. And I'm like, look at me now. I'm a bad bitch. You guys don't have a podcast. And I know you're sitting there listening to my
1: podcast. <laughs> so
0: I would just tell myself to be more confident and walk down the halls of high school like a bad bitch.
1: <laughs> That's a very respectable. And I think a lot of people would go back and tell themselves that because I wish I had yeah. told myself because I feel like in high school, everybody worries about too much about what everybody else thinks.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, but I'm going to tell you this as a graduate of college, I'm going to give you yeah. a little advice that I may be able to give I from the sounds it, yes. of things. I don't know what you're going to be major in. I'm assuming something along the lines of medical from or business. Mm, I feel like those are the two I options think, from what I've heard.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to major in community. It's like a communications and like business management thing. And then I'm going to minor in something with like therapy medicine type thing because i already have my emt so i can use that like whenever and then do like i don't know massage or some shit like that so then when i'm traveling i can just do that on the side to make extra cash
1: yes i, 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 I don't see, know something, you're already, something with
0: therapy or speech therapy or something
1: you're doing better than i did when i first went into college because <laughs> i had no clue what the hell i changed my major three times so
0: i well, probably will <laughs> yeah I mean,
1: it's actually the, the norm is for people to yeah. change their majors but I will say if your college that you go to has an opportunity or has a class that is an entrepreneurship class, I recommend yeah. taking it because that, when I took it at my school, it just completely changed my perspective on things. Like I always had yeah. the idea and you're kind of like me, like, you know, want to start your own business, want to do this stuff. And I always, you know, I used to do side, like I used to have my own mulching company in the summers, like when I was in college yeah. and high school to make my own like some more money. And that entrepreneurship just changed everything. It changed how I shaped this podcast. It changed how I did my sales and everything. So if your, your college has that, and I recommend this to anybody listening, even if you're not a business type person or, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't, you don't have to be a business minded person to be an entrepreneur. Like you look at how many people, like you could just have this great idea. Yes. You need business people for it to go somewhere, but like entrepreneurship class I highly recommend it to anybody who has the idea of you know starting their own business or doing something along those lines
0: yeah that's really good advice I definitely am gonna go sign up for one because I need to take one I'd love to like I feel like I have so many ideas for like business like my business and other businesses but I'd love to actually learn about it and not it just be ideas anymore
1: yes and I will say like this isn't going to be true for everybody, but like my professor that I had for that class, he's one of my biggest mentors now. Like I I've messaged him about all the kind of stuff with this podcast and he helped me figure out what the price things on stuff. Like he, he helped me with a lot of that stuff. Now it's not going to work for everybody. Not every professor is going to be as nice of a person, but they can become your biggest mentor as well. As long as you become friends with them at the same time. Yeah. But now it is time for the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Hey. Motivation Monday is where I allow the guests to give the rough next listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone as they listen on Monday morning. So, what do you have for Motivation Monday?
0: Okay, I have a couple of things that I wrote down and then a couple of things that I'm just going to say probably. First, be a savage. That's like my biggest thing is I'm a savage, classy and bougie, but a hot mess at the same time. Embrace who you are because everyone, I always say this, like people are like, I wish everyone was clean and listen to what I had to say and is my friend. Well, if everyone was clean, listen to what you had to say and was your friend, the world would be a pretty boring place if everyone was exactly the same. So everyone being different makes the world a better place. Not everyone, this is what I try to tell a lot of people that I surround myself with, is supposed to be a podcaster. Not everyone's supposed to be a YouTube star. Not everyone's supposed to be a lifeguard. Not everyone's supposed to be a surfer. I'm not supposed to go work at a farm for sure. I definitely know (laughs) that. I'm not supposed to sit at, in an office and work nine to five. I, I don't think I would make it a co- like two days in. So just be who you are because that's who you're meant to be. Also, if you don't wanna work a nine to five, you don't have to. Everyone, I hate this when people say this, like I have to do this. Like I have, you don't have to do anything at all. So if you don't wanna work a nine to five and you feel like that, then go figure out a way, start your podcast, start whatever you wanna start, chase your dreams, only answer to yourself. That's something I need to work on too. When I listen to this episode on Monday morning, I'm going to be <laughs> like, oh yeah, only answer to yourself. Also full send in everything you do. If you want to do something, why would you half-ass it? Even I work at a restaurant. I don't like to work at a restaurant, right? It's not fun. It sucks. But full send, because then I'm going to make more money that night. Make it fun. Don't st- I'm not saying they're like, oh, when is this going to be over? I'm like, dancing to music, talking to more people, cleaning bathrooms, I'm defergalicious, like it's okay. <laughs> also, go travel, like whoever you are, it doesn't matter if you have $1 in your bank account, 10,000, go travel because it makes you, even if it's not, to the, not everyone's meant to go lay on the beach all day, to the mountains, hiking, waterfalls, whatever you want to do, farm, I don't know, horseback ride, go, whatever. Traveling, like, Especially solo or with a good friend or with a partner, like makes you find who you are more definitely, like where you are because you're out of your comfort zone and you find out what you really like. Oh, I really like being at home. Okay, I'm not going to travel that much anymore. Or, oh my God, I like this place so much more. There's probably so many other things out there. And you also see, like, when I traveled, I got to see so many other people that weren't working a nine to five and were surviving very happily. So I was like, okay, these are my people. So definitely go travel and just live life to the fullest because you only get one life and full send in everything you do. And the biggest thing is like, enjoy every single moment because there's so many times, like even when I was traveling in Costa Rica where I'm like, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm looking back on like my Snapchat memories or thinking about, it, I'm like, that was so fun. Just enjoy every single moment, even if you're scrubbing toilets or whatever you have to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like too many people today, we live in such a fast paced world where like you have everything at the at your fingertips anymore. No, yeah. I don't think a lot of people take things in. And that's what yeah. I have like as I've grown older and like, as I've, you know, I watched my football career at Ohio Westline just disappear. Like all of a sudden, like, I was like, whoa, where did that go? Like I played four years of golf football, but it's like, I didn't feel like I played actually four years. It just felt like it was there and then it was gone. So like, I I don't feel like people take a lot of things in anymore. And that's one thing that I've started, especially since I've graduated college. Like, you know, the little things, like when I was just with my family this past weekend, you know, all of a sudden just kind of taking a second and like legit taking things in and just like experiencing it not like sitting on my phone or doing whatever, like actually yes. like spending time with people and like taking it in. That's the biggest yeah. thing. People do not take things in anymore.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I am a victim of it myself. Like during the day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be sitting on the beach anymore. Oh, I don't want to go to work. at But then at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I just wasted that day tomorrow. I'm going to make it different. So like as long as there's still some days in my life and in everyone's life and probably in your life where you're like, oh, I really wasted that day. Like in the end, it's not going to be every day is going to be perfect. But as long as at the end of the day that you reflect, even if it's like, I don't really journal, but I feel like I should journal, but I try to think of things at the end of the day, like what could I do differently? And how am I going to do this better? If it's eating healthier tomorrow or being a more positive person or even another inspiration go back to it is being kind to other people like working and just living in a place where the people are always coming and going just be kind to the people around you and i feel like if you're living in the moment and you're appreciating the little things then you will be kind to the people around you
1: yes there's too many people like i feel like you experience it a lot like there's people just coming there for vacation like this is your home in a way yeah and they're coming there and they're like they're being assholes and you're like seriously like you yeah. you aren't even this isn't even your home like the, why are you gonna be like that so especially working in a restaurant you probably get a lot yeah. more assholes than you want to experience but yeah
0: it, for sure
1: I wish like I, I can't believe how many people I run across like at a gas station or anything and you're just like yeah seriously like I had one lady I held a door for her, and she was like there's not many people like you anymore I'm like what like seriously know, <laughs> it's crazy like my mom would beat the crap out of me if she knew I didn't hold the door. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, so
1: funny. but with that, that's a wrap on the 42nd episode of the Rough Next podcast. Woo. Thank you, Casey, for coming on and bringing a little bit of a different perspective from my other uh, guests that I've had on. Where can people find you or your podcast on social media and your podcast and whatnot?
0: Okay, so my podcast is, is the traveling mermaid on spotify soundcloud and apple podcasts and my instagram for my traveling mermaid is is at the traveling mermaid surf and my regular instagram is at casey flaherty underscore and this week we are doing a discount code for this podcast and the fourth of july again and if you go to my website it's travelingmermaidsurf.com and use code no spaces no capitals Hot Mermaid Summer for 20% off your purchase.
1: Thank you go. so much
0: for having me on. This was so fun.
1: Oh, I appreciate you coming on. I definitely loved having this episode. It, yeah. Definitely go give her a follow. Go listen to her podcast. I highly recommend it. You will not regret it. I've listened and I literally sit there and laugh out loud by myself. <laughs> but we are doing a sale. The Roughnecks are doing a sale as well. It started today as we're recording this, July 9th through, the July, or through Thursday, July 15th. I have people asking me about shirts and wanting more shirts. So I'm doing another sale until I get my website up and running. So we have shirts, koozies, wristbands, flags, whatever you want. If you want it, just message me and I'll get you on the list. As I said, this is a double episode week. So tune in Thursday for another episode. But until then, you know the deal. Life is hard and is going to knock you down like a bull will. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Until Thursday... Roughnecks, out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and then also subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel. If you want to be a guest or have a guest that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Or message me on social media, on Instagram, at Roughnecks Podcast. Or Twitter, at Roughnecks C1. Or Facebook, at Roughnecks Life is hard and will knock you down like a bull. Don't lay there and let it run you over. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Till next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.